what is oppressing you? So I want to talk about things that are going on in our mind and external factors that are affecting our behaviors, thoughts, attitude, mood, worldview. All of this stuff can be affected by simple things like I've got something oppressing me right now in my mind mentally and I don't I don't know what exactly it is but I have a prediction that it might be school. So I'm reading a book called 10x is easier than 2x and he's pretty much talking about the part that I'm on right now is he's saying you have to be focusing on the 20%. So let me explain the 20%. We have 80% of our activities are comfortable. We've been doing them for a while. We're pretty good at them. We could be excellent at them. And they're kind of just us doing those activities is for 80% of the time is just complacency. We're just okay with where we're at right now. But then there's the 20%. Excuse me. It's the 20% that is, this 20% is what is going to move us forward. So the 80% is what got us here. Like what got you here won't get you there. And the 20% is what will get you there. But unfortunately, we only spend 20% of our time getting us there. And so what the 10x process is all about is dropping all of the 80%, firing or finding the right who, finding the right person, finding the right somebody to take on that 80% so that it can still be maintained and excelled and like improved upon. But you just have to not do it yourself because now you have to focus on that 20%. This 20% is what will help you move forward. And for me, I think that my 80% is school. I'm a high school student. It's October 4th and I graduate probably like December 20th. So I've got like two months left. I'm, I'm a senior. So I got two months left, but... I just, I just know that I shouldn't be doing school. Like there's just, I can't find a single benefit to school. Like before my one benefit that I would always fall back on, I'd say school sucks. The only thing that's good about it is the social aspect, the social piece. But now I'm not even sure if the social piece is even good either because I'm noticing, I'm reading all these books and I'm, realizing that everyone is fake like I was watching this movie called I'm pretty sure it's called The Visit and I was watching it in first period my humanities class and it's basically a a movie that was made in like the 1900s and it's black and white and in the movie it's based off of a film or not a film a play And so it's basically about how this woman was with a man and then something like the man, like the woman had a baby with him and then she like went up to him and told him about it. And then the man like married someone else. So then the woman left like the town and then she became the world's richest person because she married some other guy who owned 5% of the world. Like imagine owning 5% of the world. I don't know what the world GDP is, but you'd probably be instantly, you might even be a trillionaire if you own 5% of the world. I don't even know. But if, so she pretty much, married this husband who owned 5% of the world and then he died. So she inherited 5% of the world. And then, uh, turns out that the town that she grew up in, which is the same town that that man still lives in, that town was 
is struggling and they're like going bankrupt and the town is just dying pretty much like there's no money coming in anymore they had to shut down all the factories the mines like all of this stuff they the town is struggling and so pretty much they expected a visit from the woman and everyone was preparing everyone was getting their nicest fanciest gear fanciest clothing all of this stuff they're getting their fanciest dresses on like suits they're all dressing up perfectly for her visit and then once she got here uh she was like walking around with the guy that she had a baby with now i don't know what happened to the baby because i i never saw the baby or the, the the kid. So I don't think the baby is a important part of the movie. Because I, I didn't see it yet. So pretty much he's walking around with this guy. All like looking at the town. And then reminiscing on old times. But you can tell that she's being extremely... What's the word? She's being like... Kind of fake... But not fake, but she's kind of, she's got an ulterior motive. So she's kind of leading him on. So like, for example, she was saying right when they, they met up. Um, and by the way, when she came, it was this huge thing. Like the whole town came and gathered around to watch, like to see her. And then there was like signs and everything, posters, all this stuff, but pretty much the when the man and the woman the richest woman and then her ex i'm just gonna say ex-boyfriend when the ex-boyfriend and the woman uh were walking around she was saying yeah i i planned out this i was thinking about this these moments or i was thinking about this visit for over 20 years i was thinking about this ever since i left and so she was saying like but then she was also leading him on to where she was doing good. She was thinking positively. And then, but then she would also kind of drop hints that she was not happy. So then they walk around, they visit like their old places that they used to go to. There was this tree that they went to that they carved a heart with their initials. So like initial plus initial, and then it's a heart in the tree. They went there. They just went all around, and then the the whole thing that I'm leading up to, this is all back, um, it's all context. So then they, the whole town, or all the important officials of the town, gathered into this extremely nice dining room, and they all had dinner. And this the woman was sitting at the end of the table like she was the centerpiece and then the two the mayor of the town and then the ex-boyfriend were on both sides of her and this was kind of symbolic because then the mayor gave a speech pretty much said like how amazing this woman was how awesome she is and all the good that she's done but it was all lies he was basically being fake and then the woman exposed him for that, like absolutely exposed him. She was like, yeah, she, this guy spoke so highly of me, yet everything was false. It was all a lie. He was just lying. Because she knew that everyone was being fake. Everyone was being fake. They were just trying to look out for themselves. And they were just being fake. And honestly, when I was watching it, I was, I was just thinking about my current situation. Like, everyone is just fake to each other. And you can tell because I'm just, like, walking around the hallway. And, I mean, I've seen many different things. Like, this group of... Just one example that just popped in my head was this group of girls. They were all... They looked like friends. And then they all, like, went to sit down. But there wasn't enough seats for... There was enough seats for everyone except for one. And so the one had to sit down back back a row and kind of had to third wheel um with the group and it was just pretty saddening to see because the group definitely knew that she was 
she didn't have enough seats and they still chose to sit there anyways. That's just one example. And I see this all the time, every single day, which is sad. And then I also see it in my current, current relationships as well. Like people don't really care. They just kind of say courtesy and they don't really care much about you. Like, for example, today I was just sitting there and not a single person talked to me the entire class period. Now that was probably my fault because I was I was in the mood. <laughs> not necessarily in the mood, but I was just kind of like chilling and I was just kind of just trying to get through the gym class. But no one really like said a word. And just I don't know. It's they're not really genuine relationships that you form in high school. And that's that's like pretty much the moral of the story that I just told is everyone is fake in high school. And that's, that's another reason why I just don't see any benefit to high school, like going to school, because I'm not learning anything. I've always like last week, I went, I was out of town all week. And so I missed an entire week of school. That's 20 hours of class. Like I lost, I missed 20 hours of being in school. And I had to make it all up. And you know how long it took? One hour to make up all of the work. Like that's just, that just goes to show how, like it's not even efficient for time. It's not even time efficient. And it's not, it's like the people are fake. So all my life I, I knew, I'm not sure about elementary school, but definitely in middle school, I knew that school was a waste. And I knew that I didn't like it. I knew all these things, but the thing is that I was the only thing that I was holding on to was the fact that it was that I had that social piece, but now I don't even think that that's good enough anymore. So I have like two months left of school. I'm not sure if I can even bear it because I've, I don't know, I just feel oppressed 24 seven now. I think that it will help once I f like get back to normal sleep because I was talking about this yesterday, how my sleep was messed up all week last week. And then I went back to kind of normal sleep for the past few days, but I, I, I'm still missing like 30 minutes of sleep, I think, because when I'm meditating, I'm basically sleeping the whole time and I can't even get down as deep of, of a meditation as I used to be able to. So I think that I got to get my sleep improved upon and just, I think that it'll get better once I improve my sleep, but I don't know. And that's another thing. Like I, okay, let me explain. Let me, I want to completely shift the topic. I, I have, okay. So I leave all my books. I store all my books that I read in my closet and I have like, maybe a hundred books in there. I don't know how many, but I have a lot of books. I have four piles and they're, they're like, they're like pretty tall. They're a few, maybe a few feet or maybe one or two feet tall. And I have four piles of books. And before my old kind of organization system was this last pile was like trash books that I'm not going to read or I read and they suck. The second to the right pile is books that I, they're all right. And I am not going to read, I've read them, but I am not going to read them again. The middle left pile is like books that were decent, uh, or books that were good, like a tier that I definitely plan on reading again. And then the left pile is books that. I am currently reading that I'm studying. So that would be like uh, Expert Secrets, Reality Transurfing, and the like those two books. But pretty much I realize I need like a lot more room because I bought like five more books. So I have to kind of reorganize my books. So I got rid of a bunch of the trash books and then put them in my attic and then I reorganized my entire shelf. So right now I just have the right side. The entire right side is all books 
the two right rows or the two right what is the word stacks the two right stacks are both books that i'm not planning on reading and then or at least books that i may read in the far future like books that i'm not going to read anytime soon at least for maybe a year or a few months depending on how things turn out because there is one book that i definitely plan on reading before i move out and it's ultra learning but i'm not going to read that until i move out so that that may be a month that may be a year i don't know how long it'll take and then the so those right side i'm not even touching i'm not even looking at and then there's the left two stacks are the books that i'm like focusing on so the right okay so the middle left stack is business books that i am studying so that's the secrets trilogy and what else was there in there i think that's it the secrets trilogy and then there might be one oh um create don't capture which I'm not even sure if it's released yet. I got the early release uh, edition for, from Funnel Hacking Live. And then 10X is easier than 2X. Those, All those business books, even though 10X easier than 2X isn't necessarily a business book, but that's like my entrepreneur book. Even though I have a lot more entrepreneur books, like 4-Hour Workweek, um, The Lean Startup, The E-Myth Revisited. I have a bunch of, like when I first decided to go all in on entrepreneurship and business, I bought like probably 10 entrepreneur books and business books, and I only read like two of them. So all of those books are not in that pile because I, I, like I'm not focused on those books right now. I don't want to read them anytime soon. So the middle left is business books that I'm actually using at the moment. So all of Russell's books and then the create don't capture and then uh 10x is easier than 2x which i guess is a mindset book more than an entrepreneur book but i want that in that pile because that just makes sense to me but i am reading 10x is easier than 2x right now i'm like almost halfway done so i'm it's not in that pile yet but once i'm done with it i'll put it in that pile and then on the left side is very important all of my spiritual books or worldview books like all I don't really know what the genre is, but I have an idea of what the genre is. So pretty much all of the books that are in the uh, reading list, the ultimate reading list for human beings, the reading list that I've been talking about forever, for the past like month, it's uh, if you just look up the most beautiful world and then go to like books and then go on the top right, it says reading list, you'll be able to see it. And I've talked about it plenty of times on this podcast, but pretty much I'm going all in on that reading list because I definitely think that it's extremely valuable for me. And I definitely still want to be reading like, I really want, I want to reread Reality Transurfing and Expert Secrets and then... I want to reread 10x is easier than 2x in the future. So I'll be interspersing those books with my ultimate reading list books. And the reason why I'm doing this is because in the blog post that he posted for this reading list, he basically said a bunch of different things, so many different things. For example, he said, learn about what the world was like before this certain era or before it was like destroyed or I don't even know. But he just, there's so many things that he said, like astral projection and remote viewing. When I first read those, I had never even heard of them. And I got into it a little bit and I haven't been able to succeed in doing it yet, but I'm like working on it. So all of these things, he's talked about so many different things in this, just the intro, just the blog post. And that's why I really want to get into it because he has like this amazing worldview that I'm, I really want to have. I want to have like the worldview that he has because 
he wrote a book called Dancing After the Music Stops, and on the back cover of it, he literally said, the type of books are the type of book that will make you want to drop out of school. And I want to drop out of school. And so, I like, he's just got to, he just speaks on my wavelengths. He speaks my frequency. And that's why I'm getting all into this reading list, especially because it's this, he, he, he kind of, what's the word? He gave me a new strategy to read books. He basically said to read seven books at a time and like kind of read one until you lose focus, switch to the next, read that until you lose focus, and then just keep on cycling through them and then intersperse with push-ups every once in a while. And he just said that that is a reading method that you can use to basically read a book every day, every single day, one book a day, which is insane because I, I struggle reading a book a week, like even though I read a lot. Like over summer, I was pretty much reading all day. That was like my only thing that I did all day, that in the gym. I would go to the gym and then read all day. Like that's pretty much it. And I would still struggle reading a book a week. I I would be able to, I remember I read dot-com secrets, expert secrets, and traffic secrets probably in three and a half to four weeks. So that's three books in not a week each. So I know that it's impressive to read a book a week. And there's like challenges to do that. But he said that this method allows you to read a book a day. And then he went on to say that the reading method that the that school system taught you is terrible. Like they expect you to read from A to Z and then pick up, like and then pick up a new book. But no one has the attention span. He basically said no one has the attention span to do that. And so that's why you kind of have to switch books multiple times so you can keep that focus level because I do notice that in times when I'm kind of in the zone or when I'm interested in what I'm reading like especially when I find a part of the book when I'm really interested in that then I read it really quick and I'm kind of like in the zone or, or like I'm extremely interested so I'm reading it way quicker so I guess this reading method kind of allows you to re- read in at that speed all the time or at least way longer than you would have otherwise but there is one downside I don't know if I'll be able to retain that much information which is why I'm doing this test trial on all brand new books that are not necessarily immediately impactful like I Transurfing is definitely immediately impactful, but I can get away with not necessarily retaining that much. Let me explain. When I was reading business books like Expert Secrets and 10x is easier than 2x, like all these things, I have to pretty much, I have to retain all that information. Maybe not 10x is easier than 2x, but definitely expert secrets and dot-com secrets. I basically have to retain those information. I can't I can't really have a general feeling because it's not like spirituality. But all these other books are like spirituality books and then worldview and stuff like that. So that's why I want to practice or at least test it out on, on brand new books that are kind of spiritual based. And the books I'm really excited for because three are already here. I already ordered the first two a while ago, but the third one came today or yesterday, actually. And the three that have already come is Die Wise, Come of Age, Dancing After the Music Stops. And then the four that are supposed to come uh, within like the next 10 days, maybe. I don't remember when. It's supposed to, when the last one is supposed to come is Toofty by Adam Zone, Journey Out of Bodies by Robert Monroe, uh, The Egypt Code, and then Ascent on Humanity, I think it's called. So those are all those those are the seven books that I'm gonna be reading for the first set. And a few of them are pretty long. Like I'm pretty sure Die Wise and Come of Age are both like fairly long like 350 pages maybe but I'm really excited to get into this stuff because I've been looking forward to it for a month and 
but right now I'm just focusing on finishing 10x is easier than 2x and then I'm going to do uh create don't capture those those two books create don't capture is fairly quick it's like 150 pages and it's a fairly small book but that's pretty much my plan right now and I want to I want to be honest with you guys I think that my sleep is def- well 100% my sleep is definitely affecting me but I'm not sure how much information I'm retaining from 10x is easier than 2x or if it's simply because it's a brand new book and that's just how it goes because for example when I'm reading reality transurfing for the second time like when I was just podcasting and talking about it I was able to talk about the principles for hours and I have a suspicion that it's because I had already built a background knowledge on it because I read it already, but I also am kind of like strengthening it by reading it a second time through. So I'm able to have a lot more knowledge or a lot more understanding on it. And I don't, I'm not getting this with the 10X is easier than 2X. It's It's fairly difficult for me to talk about it because I, I don't, I'm not retaining much. And maybe it's because when I was reading Transurfing for the second time through, I was taking a lot of notes on a separate journal. I pretty much filled up an entire journal just from my notes from the second time through. So I wrote a lot. I was writing way more than, like I was, I was being extremely excessive. Like I was going for a quantity over quality with that. And so I think I was able to retain a lot more. But with 10x is easier than 2x, one, it's my first time reading it. And two, I'm not writing stuff down. So I'm not getting that like extra strengthening and solidifying. Because if you guys remember when I was telling you about the my reading strategy, it's pretty much I... Okay, so a normal passively reading, which is what I'm doing right now for... Uh, 10x is easier than 2x. Passive reading, I pretty much... <laughs> I Okay, so passive reading, I pretty much just... It passes through my mind once. So it goes straight through my mind. Like just once. Because I'm reading the words. I go down the page, read the words. And it's all going down through once. But my, my reading method, the study method that I was doing for transurfing it was passing through my mind so many more times. So I was reading it once. That's one time. And then I would write it down. That's another time. And then I would, what did I do next? I talked about it on the podcast. So that's another time. And then I, but it's multiple different versions. So just reading it is just a mind piece. It's just kind of like thinking it. But then writing it is like using your hand and it uses a different like component of the mind. And then speaking it and teaching it is a brand new part. It's the speaking part. And then it's also like you have to understand a lot more to be able to explain it. So you have to think about it more in depth to be able to explain it simply or easily. And then after that, I would basically write a summary at nighttime I would write a summary of what I learned that day so that's another piece it's like a writing piece but it's also kind of recall it's recall so it's it's another part which I guess recall is also in uh teaching on the podcast but then in the morning I would reread that summary so that's five and then uh after a while of building up Okay, so, oh, wait, wait, wait. So let me just say this. And then the next day I would talk to my friend about it. So that's six. So I teach him again. And then after a while, I would combine all of my notes. So I would re, I would find, I would reread all my notes. And then that's seven, reread them all. And then I would star all of the important ones. And then once I reread them all and start all the important ones, I would rewrite them on a brand new page so I would go through and rewrite like 10 pages sometimes maybe 12 pages other times I think one time I was at like 16 pages uh 
I rewrite like pretty much 16 pages of work. So that's eight, I think, or nine. I don't know. I lost count already. So let's just say eight. And then I would record another episode on based on those notes, like the consolidated precise notes. And that is 10, 10, 10, the 10 state. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I was listening to the gateway. I've been using the gateway process and he always says, once you reach like focus 10, he's like 10, 10, 10. <laughs> so I just wanted to make that connection, but pretty much the study method was strengthening solidifying 10 times like I was it was passing through my mind at least 10 times like even especially the most important part like the most important notes were passing through my mind 10 times versus one time so it makes sense that like everything is stacking up that I'm not able to talk about the 10x is easier than 2x because one I'm not like it's my first time. I don't have any background knowledge on it. Two, I'm just passively learning it because there's a reason why school is not that good at teaching because passive, like school is all about passive learning. Like the teacher just says things to you. And then most of the time you don't really even hear it. And if you do hear it, it's hard to keep it in unless you write it down and repeat it. So that's like, it's kind of what I'm thinking right now. But I want to talk about this one thing that kind of came up. So my friend is getting into learning a language right now. And it's because we're both planning on moving out soon. And so he's learning the language of the country that he's moving out to. And pretty much right now he's, he bought, uh, he was on Duolingo, Duolingo yesterday learning the language. And then I like, told him because in ultra learning pretty much dueling uh according to the book ultra learning and i agree duolingo is very bad for learning a language and it's because it's kind of like gives you the answers and it's not really too realistic it's not too realistic and because think about it when you're trying to learn, okay, so right now, all the all the things that I'm saying to you right now are from, I'm pulling kind of phrases from like a bank or a database in my mind. And I'm using commonly used phrases. So that's pretty much how you learn a language or at least get to speaking level. Like you're able to fluently get have a a normal conversation that's how you get it you basically rep out all the common phrases like hello nice to meet you hello nice to meet you and you constantly rep that out but the thing with duolingo is it kind of just it gives you a lot of it gives you it's basically a multiple choice and like kind of the genre the what's the word the way it's structured is it's not really structured very well for what it's not really structured optimally for learning language because it's not necessarily realistic because it's kind of multiple choice or you're kind of like hearing a phrase and then you write it down i don't know i don't remember exactly what ultra learning said about duolingo all i remember is that don't do it it's a waste of time and I actually have an experience of this in middle school. So for context, I've been in I've been in Spanish. I've been taking Spanish classes since first grade, I believe. So from first grade and until junior year. So junior I didn't take uh, Spanish in junior year. So I took from first grade all the way through sophomore year. Sophomore year was my last year of Spanish. So that's five, eight, that's 10 years of learning in Spanish, 10 years. Okay. So do you think that if you spent 10 years learning a language, you think you'd be able to learn it? No. If you did it through the American education system, you would not be able to learn a language in 10 years. Not even, 
even if I stayed and still did a language in junior year and senior year, I like that would be like 12 years. I still would not be able to learn a language. Now, let me explain. It's all passive learning. Like I said before, passive learning, but it's also like you have to be fully immersed in the language. So pretty much the best way, and Timothy Ferris talked about this in the four hour work week as well, but pretty much the best way to learn a language is by fully immersing yourself in that language and only speak that language, which is why after I read ultra learning, I realized, oh, I have to get rich first or, oh, I have to move out to this country first and then I'll be able to actually, I'll, I'll be able to actually get enough. Like I'll be able to actually immerse myself. That's what I'm trying to say. So pretty much my plan was to build my business and then move out to those countries and then move there for like six months at a time or three months at a time and then learn the language and learn like another skill because that's what Timothy Fer- Tim Ferriss does. He basically learns two skills at once. So he learns like a mental skill and then a physical skill. So for example, I don't remember what country he learned how to dance in, but he became like a world-class dancer because he was learning how to dance and then he was also learning that native language. So let's just say I want to go to Spain and or I want to go to where's a good place? I don't even I, I can't really think of anything right now, but I want to go. All right. So right now my goal is to go to Hawaii. So um, let's imagine, I think that um, most people in Hawaii speak English, but I think that, I think that there's a lot of native languages there. So let's just say, for example, I moved to Hawaii, learn how to surf. That's the physical skill. And then I learned the native language or I learned one of the native languages. So that's, that's kind of like what he does. And that's what I'm planning on doing as well. Cause it's a lot more efficient. You can learn, you can learn an entire language or at least get fluent in an entire language in three months. If you like fully immerse yourself and don't speak English at all. Like go to that country, go to Spain for three months, don't speak English at all, and just go out every day and practice, rep it out, rep it out. And then that's pretty much, and that's why earlier in this earlier in this episode, I said that I'm going to be, re, one of the books I'm going to be rereading that's in my like already read books or books that I'm not going to read for quite some time. One of the books I'm going to be rereading before I leave is Ultra Learning, just so I can like fresh get a refresher of how to do it and then I'll be actually applying it this time but that's that's like why I'm thinking I told my friend don't do Duolingo or I warned him about it and then he came back to me the next day and like today he said yeah you're right about Duolingo but then he went on and bought a different he actually bought a year's membership of this one I don't remember what this uh, software was called, but he bought a year's membership to this one language learning website, which I still don't think is good because it's basically Duolingo, but a different name is what I saw, but I'm just going to let him go his path. And that's what I said. Don't let me steer you off course. If this is what you want to do, this is what you got to do. And that's, that's why I, I just let him do his thing and I'll just focus on my own thing because Right now, it'd be a huge waste of time for me to learn like Spanish because I have, I do have a desire to learn Spanish, but I'm not focusing on it right now. It would be a huge waste of time for me if I had just spent a lot of time and effort and energy trying to learn Spanish right now. Because right now, I'm trying to learn spirituality and business, or at least just spirituality, because the business side, I already have a plan on how to move forward on my business. I just have to kind of wait. I really hate saying that because I guess me saying it out loud, I'm not really doing enough, I guess. Cause I keep on saying, I got to wait for something to happen or I got to wait until I reach 100 episodes. I don't know. I, I don't like saying that because it's makes me feel like I'm not doing enough, but 
I I know that I'm on the right track. Just keep on doing what I'm doing, and I'm guaranteed success. But that's why right now I'm trying to learn spirituality so I can so I can teach and like understand it for myself because I wanna I wanna learn all this stuff, and then I also want I don't even know if it's all spirituality. I I think there's a lot of books on there about like how we're all gonna die soon. There's a like the ultimate reading list is huge genre like the there's so many different genres and i'm pretty sure unscripted is on there as well so but it's further down the line like 170 or something like that that's why it would be a huge waste of time for me to spend a lot of time and energy learning a language especially if i am doing an inefficient method it's kind of just like dopamine it's just it's just giving gratification making me feel like i'm doing something like it's just making me feel productive i guess is what i'm trying to say and so that's why my plan is to once i'm actually planning on moving out like once i'm actually planning on going to this country that i'm gonna learn language which i don't even know if i'll do that right away but once i'm planning on going to learn language the week prior i will i i actually told my friend this like this is the method that I would do, but I didn't tell my friend like what my plan is completely. So my, my plan is to, once I'm ready to move out and one week before I leave, I'm literally just going to every single day study. I'm going to just study language and I'm literally just going to compile all of the common phrases. So, hola, como estas? Uh, buenos tardes. Um, like good morning hello how are you all of the common phrases and then all the common phrases for all the common words and phrases and then i'm just gonna rep them out literally just get a basic understanding for conversation and i'm gonna rep them out through many different means so first i'm gonna first of all write all of the things down on a single piece of paper and i'm gonna just write down all the common but I'm not going to do like all of them. I'm just going to do the main common conversation sentences, like phrases. And then I'm going to, well, the way I do it is I would just get all of those papers and then I'd write them all in Spanish and then write them all in English on another piece in the same order. And then I would look at the English and then rewrite it in Spanish. And then I would, after that, I would... I do that a few times, like rep that out, get all those, and then get that in memory. But then I'm going to also pr- practice my pronunciation and actual conversation. So I literally just look in the mirror and or look at the camera, like record, and literally just have a conversation with myself. Be like, hola, como estas? Ah, bien. Y tú? Uh, and then like, ah, estoy bien. Uh, like, all the, like I'd say, hello, how are you? I'm good. And you? Like, and then just go, just have a conversation with yourself and then practice those common phrases and literally just do that for hours, like practice. But, and then I would also learn how to read it too. I'd read it in Spanish. So that's why I had two separate things, one in English and one in Spanish. So then I would have it in Spanish. Another, another thing that I would do is look at the Spanish list, the list of all the Spanish ones, and then rewrite it in English. And then I wouldn't just do those. I would also read it in, I would read it in English and then say it in Spanish or read it in uh, Spanish and then say it in English. And like all of these many different forms, just for the one week, I would just get in a deep dive of learning all of the basic phrases just so I can have like a, a baseline. Even though the baseline is realistic, it's like realistically, it's probably not going to be that high. Just a baseline it will allow me to go to the country. And by the way, before I move out the country, I'm going to be getting a, a Spanish to English dictionary or English to whatever language I choose dictionary. It's most likely going to be Spanish because I, I already have a baseline of Spanish. And so I, I want to learn Spanish because I spent 10 years of my life trying to learn Spanish and I was unsuccessful. And I want to talk about how I tried to use Duolingo for a long time to learn Spanish as well. But I would get a Spanish to English dictionary of all of the words 
or uh, I would get all of the words in a dictionary. And then I would also get a common phrases dictionary of Spanish to English. And then I would bring around the common phrases. And then I would also bring around, I'm pretty sure they sell translator uh I don't know if that would be a good idea because that would be cheating. But yeah, so I would bring around the dictionary and then I would also bring around a translator just so I can no, I wouldn't I would only bring around the translator for emergencies just in case I'm in real trouble or something like that. But then I would just walk around. Once I get there, I just walk around and then practice my common phrases and then just keep on trying to get into deeper and deeper conversations. And that would be my day. But pretty much my routine would look like at, let's just say Spain is where I go. My routine at Spain is I wake up, spend like an hour to two hours studying new vocab words. And then I would go around or and then I would practice my physical skill. So whatever physical skill I choose to learn, whether it be, uh, I don't even know. Tim Ferriss did dancing, so it can literally be anything physical. So physical skill that I learn, and then I go to, and then I go just literally just walk around town and start conversations with people. And I would especially focus on those new vocab words that I learned. So let's say I learned 20 or 100 new vocab words, and then I make it my day's goal to get into a conversation with people and use all of those words. That would literally be my routine. Now, I haven't read Ultra Learning in a while, so I don't know like what the most optimal. I definitely think that my plan will change once I reread it. But that's pretty much what I'm thinking. But like I was saying, I'm not thinking about any of this stuff right now. I just wanted to tell that just because it, it's on the top of my head. But I want to disregard every single thing that I said about learning a new language. Because right now I'm just focusing on my current task. Focusing on growing my podcast. Focusing on building a business. Focusing on moving out. Focusing on building my revenue. Like just providing value. That is literally all that I'm focusing on right now. Do not worry about uh language but with that said i wanted to tell you why duolingo sucks for, or duolingo's fun but it's not good for learning the actual language if you're serious about learning the language do not use duolingo if you're serious about it fully immerse yourself by going into that country or going somewhere like that but pretty much In, like I said, I spent 10 years of my life learning, taking Spanish classes in the public education system in America. And I, in middle school, I was learning all about, or no, in middle school, I spent a long, a long time every day on Duolingo, maybe 30 minutes a day, maybe an hour a day. I was serious about Duolingo. I really wanted to learn Spanish. And I'll be honest, I learned a lot. Like I got so far ahead of everyone else, but not in my current classes because what I was studying was like, I was studying on Duolingo different phrases or words that I was studying in my classes. So I, I wasn't ever really able to use it during class, maybe in like eighth grade or freshman year, but I spent a long time on Duolingo. Like I had a really long streak and I practiced like every day and I definitely got better, but I was not, it was not good enough. And if I think that if I invested that same amount of time doing this method that I just told you guys about, I would have had way more success doing the method that I just told you guys about. But that's pretty much how I use Duolingo and it didn't really help. So let me get some water. All right, I want to talk about my face cam. So yesterday I got my face cam and I, on my podcastle.ai, there's a video recording so like feature like where you can actually record your video on it 
and then you can edit like the sound quality and all that stuff from there because that's what I use to edit my videos or not my videos my my podcasts I use to edit it and I would also before I had my uh face cam I would just record straight on that and it was fine I would be able to record uh, one hour every single day for the entire month but the issue is they offer they do offer a video recording service but I only have like eight hours. Like they only give me eight hours on my current membership plan. And even if I upgraded to like the maximum, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't like fit my needs, which I need at least like, I think I need like however many days in the month there are. So it's probably like 30 to around 30 to 31 hours every month. That's let's just say 31 hours every month. Cause that's the longest and then I would probably want just in case like backup 30, uh, 33. I want at least just to be safe. I want 35 hours of video recording, but on my current subscription plan for PodCastle, I only have eight hours. So I recorded on, I recorded yesterday on PodCastle because I have eight hours free. So now I'm at seven hours left for the month. And I realized that this is not going to work for me. So I needed to find like a free software that has infinite recording, like unlimited recording. And so I was looking around the web today and I found OBS, which I have heard of OBS before when I used to watch uh, YouTube and streamers, they talk about OBS and they use OBS. So I downloaded OBS, but I'm not sure if it has like the same editing features so I don't know what it's going to look like when I actually go through and like edit the audio. I don't know if, because here's where I'm at. I have my video and then I also want, I post my video onto YouTube. So I schedule my video, the video style of the podcast on YouTube, but then I post my, the audio onto, uh, my podcast, like RSS, I po- post it onto like Apple, Spotify, Amazon, like all these different podcast directories. But I use RSS.com to just spread it all over. But the issue is, if I'm unable to edit like the audio of my video, like I know I'll be able to convert my video into audio using Podcastle, but I'm not sure if I'll be able to actually edit the audio on the, this video if that makes sense because right now my the audio like all the noise that i'm producing right now is unedited but i've been doing like m- magic dust background noise remover audio leveling like all these different edits that i do automatically on podcastle i do for my show but i won't i'm not sure if i'll be able to do it for the video so that's kind of where I'm at right now, but I would prefer to have an actual video and not edited audio because plus I'll be able to schedule. So I don't know if any of that made sense, but I'm kind of rambling at this point because I'm just, honestly, sleep is a hundred percent important. So I'm definitely going to fix my sleep and it's actually four o'clock. Usually when I've done recording, it's like around four thirty, four forty-five. And I, like, when my sleep was good, when it was optimal, and I was able to meditate without falling asleep, when it was optimal, I was getting to bed at, like, I was starting my morning routine around, like, 4.40 to 5 o'clock. But lately, I've been starting at, like, 5.45, so, like, an hour late. But I, like, kind of speed through my night. Did I say morning routine? I mean nighttime routine. But that's, like, important. So I'm going to be able to do that today. I'm going to set a new rule. I have to leave my basement by 4.45. I have to be done by 4.45. And if I'm unable to edit, then I have to edit the next day. Which could prove fatal, but I don't know. It's kind of whatever. There's Okay, I want to talk about one thing that's been on my mind about... I read it in the 10X is easier than 2X. He gave the story about Jimmy 
Donaldson, Mr. Beast. So Mr. Beast said that he was focusing extremely heavily on quality over quantity. So he would focus all of his effort on just making the highest quality videos, highest quality YouTube videos. And that's how you gain success. That's how you get 10x. Like he didn't go for quantity, but right now I'm going for quantity, but I'm also trying to improve quality by just sheer practice, sheer reps. Because you'll see that like my first episode was terrible. And now this episode is way better than my first episode. But the issue is I don't have time to add quality to my podcast because I'm doing one hour every day. And so I'm also a student and I also go to the gym. So with all of that combined, I don't have much time. And I, ha- I'm a, have, a, I have a half day at school. So I'm a part-time student. So it's like, I'm, I don't know if I should drop down and edit, like post less, which is what my friend actually did. He's like posting maybe once or twice a week because his uh, podcast, he does ADHD stuff. So he is focusing on quality, which I want to see where his ends up because I set myself the target of having 365 episodes in one year. So posting every single day for a year. And that's kind of, that's my goal. I still intend on doing that. So I still want to figure out how to improve the quality of my episodes, whether it's outsourcing some things like the editing process, outsourcing, I don't know what else I would outsource, but the editing process is a big thing. Outsource that. And I'll be able to just focus on recording because I remember watching a Hamza video and he was saying, figure out what you want to do. So let's say you want to become a YouTuber. Then you figure out the number one thing that figure out the one thing that will get you there. Figure out the number one skill that you need to focus on to become a great YouTuber or to achieve that goal. So for a YouTuber, obviously it's recording. So he said, focus like 80% of your time on that one thing. So focus 80% of your time just recording. Don't worry about editing. Don't worry about anything else. And then he said, focus 20% of your time learning how to do that one skill better. So like reading books about it. So that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking right now. I'm focusing not 80% of my time. Actually, I guess it is 80% of my time because I pretty much have like one hour to work every day or two hours or an hour and a half every single day to work. Cause once I get home from the gym, I go downstairs, record, edit, and then I get, I go to bed. Like that's pretty much my day. I go to school, go to the gym, come home, record, edit, go to bed. I study in the morning too, but I guess I am spending 80% of the time available, but definitely not 80% of my time. And that's going to be tough to spend 80% of my time because I'm in school. So whether I drop out or whether I just wait two months to graduate, then once I, like I'm focusing a lot of my, the majority of my time sheerly on recording videos. So I'm getting better. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think that with practice, it's reps. But then they also said in 10x is easier than 2x, the 10,000 rule, like 10,000 hours and you're an expert, that's false. Like that's not real. Because you. Ha- he said that you can spend 10,000 hours in your 80%, in your comfort zone and still not become an expert. But if you spend like 1,000 hours in your 20%, in like that 10x process zone, the 10x zone, then you'll actually become an expert. Like maybe not a hundred, maybe not a thousand, maybe 2000, maybe 500. I don't know that number, but pretty much the quality. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. The quality of time you spend, the quality of time you invest matters because if you, if the quality of your time you're spending on just simple reps, but those reps are in your 80%, you're like, you're trying to 
maintain what you've been doing, which I guess I just became conscious. I think that I'm doing that. I'm not trying to, I'm not focusing on improving my current show. Like I'm not trying to, like when I first started, I was figuring out many different things to get better and better. But I, ha- I kind of like put a halt to that. And now I'm in my 80%. So now I got to figure out what I can do to get to that 20% and get like, keep on getting more reps in the 20% because that's the quality of time that you spend. If you're, if the quality, of, if you spend your time in that 20%, that's going to be way better. You're going to improve so much more than that 80%. But that's kind of, that's kind of it. That's what I'm thinking. And that's the end of the episode. So to wrap things up. Don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, look up or make sure to look up the sky.